Christy here. Katie's in the seat next door. And uh, we're here ready to uh, have a little uh, visit with old Justin Lum. Um, he's here. He's the, he is the uh, reporter from Arizona that originally broke this case. And we are literally at the Daybell property where the children were found. So we're going to film some little snippets here and put them together and into an episode for you. I'm going to flip the camera so you can see where we are at. You can see uh, the red building over on the right. And then just beyond that, uh, where that where the trees are, um, are some of the places where the children's bodies were located. So we were here on the day that the bodies were found, and the we did a video home. then as well. We'll probably find that and stitch it into this as well. But uh, we wanted to share with you kind of what's happening right now. Justin Lum is here visiting the memorial, and we'll we'll uh, share with that we'll share that with you here in a few minutes. But. Um, it's across the street because of course the family will not allow it to stay on the fence. So we'll be back with you with more, but Hey, stay tuned. Cause we've got a lot going on today. Hey, Bill. And, uh, this is the scene of the crime where Lori, um, Lori's children were laid to unrest, I guess is what you might say. We are in Salem, Idaho. We are at, um, the home of Chad Daybell and where the children were found. We're also at the home where Tammy was killed. So we are preparing for Lori's trial that uh, begins next week. We've been out here uh, talking with Justin Lum, who was here to visit, getting prepared for the trial as well. And so we wanted to just give you a little um, view of what things look like. So I'm gonna switch my camera here so you can see maybe there we go. There we go. So that's a great shot. Um, that car ahead of us, that's Justin Lum. And then you can see off kind of to your right, there are a couple of trees. And the tree closest to us, that is near the fire pit where Tylee's body was found. And then the tree further past it onto your right is near where JJ's body was found. Uh, straight ahead there, there's a red outbuilding. We know there are some tools found in that building where... Uh, that potentially may have been used in uh, the dismemberment of Tylee's body. And beyond that is the tan brick house. This is the house where Tammy was killed. This is the house where Chad Daybell lived. And it's actually the house where some of his children are still living. So we're out here getting some footage, just getting prepped. Uh, Katie and I, I'll get Katie on here in just a second. We just were kind of reminiscing about where we started with this case. You all know, if you follow us, that we've been doing this case from the very beginning. And we were out here, as soon as we found out that the children's bodies were found, we were out here to share that with you. Um, that was a very solemn day. And it feels very solemn out here still. Um, there's definitely a palpable energy to this place that I don't know if it'll ever go away after what's happened here, after three murders. So, uh, Katie, are you ready? I'm almost okay. ready. Okay, Katie's almost ready. So uh, it was really nice to have Justin Lum out here and some other members of the community visiting the memorial. I'm going to pan this way if I can. You can see it. Do you see that memorial off to your left? 
that is um, on a, the fence of a neighbor who has allowed it to stay. There are banners and flowers and things that are left there in uh, memory of the kids. If you can see how rural this is, this is rural Idaho. This is Fremont County, um, Idaho, which actually butts right up to the Montana state line and Yellowstone National Park at the west entrance. So we're, we're out in the boonies, that's for sure. But it's not the boonies for us because we've lived here all our lives. Haven't we, Katie? Yeah, we have. Okay, so I'm going to try to get us both in the frame hey, here. Guys. Thank you, YouTube, for finally giving us landscape abilities to record. Oh, I'm getting a great shot of the uh, chain hanging from my, <laughs> from my rear view mirror. That's lovely. There I'll just go. take that right off. Well, but okay. yeah, we just uh, we were just interviewed by Justin Lum, and that was really interesting and fun. Mm -hmm. Justin, you know, um, broke this case in in Arizona, mm -hmm. and then Nate Eaton has done tons of work here in in Idaho. But Justin has also followed it from day one. Yeah, all of we, the uh, the Arizona side stuff was done by Justin. Uh, honestly, when Lori, uh, if and when she is actually tried in Arizona. That will be on Justin. Yeah. Because he is the one who got all of that information, <coughs> pardon me, together. He's the one that requested and did all the FOIAs there mm -hmm. to get all of the uh, vest cam footage, all of the interviews. Yeah. Everything that you've seen that's come out of Arizona, it probably came through his office. It probably did. He's been he, amazing. He really, literally, probably could be credited for finally getting the police to see Charles's death as absolutely a murder yeah. so absolutely without a doubt yeah so um do you remember what it felt like when we came out here that day the the um <sighs> forensic tents were up and like there was there were fbi trucks out here like mm -hmm. it was they had these big lights uh oh, that yeah. uh like they just lit up everything and they had those on for like three days yeah at night out here it was just a beacon Yep. When the news that the kids had, that, okay, let me back up. When the news that a body had been found, because that's what was said first, was that a body had been found. Right, right. Out here. Uh, my daughter and I, and her photographer, because she was the, uh, she was the uh, editor of her school newspaper, we met up and came out here to the uh, reporter's staging area, which was about a mile actually from the house, mm -hmm. and used her press pass in order to get in here. And the there was a bunch of press here, and they had us in a staging area. And we we made a video of what the sheriff said, and we'll share it uh, in our socials here in the next day or two. It's a little bit hard to hear. It was also a very windy day that day. Yes, it was. I remember that the videos, yeah, we decided to do it in the car today. because. Mm -hmm. But the house, uh, like I said, it was about a mile away. They had about a mile of all of these country roads out here completely blocked off so that you couldn't get anywhere near the actual house until uh, later. So when the sheriff first announced that they had found a body uh, at the press conference, he would only confirm a body. Yeah. And that actually went on for a couple of days. There were rumors that they actually found both the kids, but that was not confirmed until the mayor that week uh, did an interview and I guess didn't realize 
that that information hadn't been made public yet, and he confirmed that they had found two bodies. Um, he was. <laughs> this sounded all familiar. To, like what went just went on in the Moscow murders. <laughs> Pretty much. Sometimes mayors need a shut up because they don't know. They shouldn't be talking yeah. about about crime stuff. Probably yeah. they don't necessarily know. Right, and he uh, apparently didn't know uh, in, in the apology that he put out that he did not realize that that wasn't public knowledge at that point. But mm -hmm. at any rate. It was late that later that day uh, when they actually did clear out of here at first and you could pull down the road. And so we, you know, we did. We came out here and got some footage and it was just shocking and surreal to think that those children had been buried right there all this time while everyone had been looking, yeah. asking where are the kids. All that time that Lori had been, <coughs> pardon me, sitting in the jail saying that uh it, it indicating that they were hidden somewhere yeah that will uh, you know she was trying to indicate that someone was hiding them for her yeah. right yeah to keep them safe it was a custody issue yada yada you know her Bullshit. she had told her son colby uh, that they'd all be together again soon and not to worry everything was fine and that was kind of the narrative that she had going and so for the kids and, and a lot of locals did believe that up mm -hmm. to that point. Up to that point, they didn't. Chad still had a lot of uh, support. He still had a lot of people, especially out in this area that he went to church with and that he was friends with, mm -hmm. that were defending him. You know, that Chad would never do something terrible. He would never hurt his wife. He would never hurt someone's children. He would never do any of these things. Right. Until the day those kids were found. And it rocked this community back on their heels. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because... You know, as as stupid as he apparently wants us all to think and says that, you know, he didn't know anything about the kids being buried on his own property. We all know that's bullshit. We're not stupid. Well, no. That's a game. The day, according to the uh, pings from Alex's phone, the day that uh, Tylee was buried out here, and then, what, 10 days later, the day that JJ was buried out here, the day Tylee was buried out here, Chad had sent some very weird texts to his wife. Oh, yeah. And they were all about being out here working on this property. Yeah, they were. He he, he totally um, owned himself on mm -hmm. that, you know. Not, not to mention, like, duh, you think you're going to have children buried on your property and you don't know it? Mm -hmm. This is not a very big place. I mean, let me show you again the distance between. I want you to look. See, the house is to the left here. It's um, kind of a tan brick house, but then there's the red outbuilding to your right, and then beyond that are the two trees where the two kids' bodies were, were buried. You look at how close that is to the back of the house, there is no way that they didn't know. This is not like this was on property, but acres away or something. This was literally mm -hmm. on the same little plot of land. There's no way they could have not known, you know, that he could have not known. Alex was sneaking around here yeah. into the little red barn, chopping up a human body and carrying it out there and starting a fire. And that he didn't know. Yeah, sure, Jan. I mean, look, look, at the, look at the distance. We all know. We're not stupid. Mm -hmm. There's no way that could have happened. Because things would be disturbed and moved and changed. I mean, there wasn't snow on the ground at that time, obviously. This is uh, April 1st, and this is not an April Fool's. This is real. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, out on this road... The road in front of Chad's house is quite busy, but this side road that we're parked on right now, this is a little country road, a little agricultural road. Yeah. This road does not get a lot 
activity. It does not get a lot of, uh, you know, stuff going on. But the idea that either Alex would have had to pull into Chad's driveway. Right. And move a body right. all the way into that shed. There's no way because that's the only way to access the property. Right. Oh, let's look at this again. It's fenced all the way around. You can yeah. see it. Hang on. Come on, phone, do your thing. You see this fence right in front of us here? That's the fence. It goes all the way around the property. Mm -hmm. So the only way to pull into the property Back is... there, too. See? There's no other way. Yeah. There's two ways to access the property. One of them is on this road here, uh, up on the corner of Chad's house. There's a drive-through into there. And then there's also a spot uh, on the main road to pull into the, the front driveway in front of the house. Right. But again, there's really no other way to get here. No, there isn't. Absolutely not. So, you know. Or to access this back pasture where the, the kids were buried. Right. The only way to access that would be to pull into the house. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because it's a ditch all the way around it. Yeah. Too. So, anyway, we're working on an episode that is a combination of what we've done today and what we did on the day that the children were found. Some of our past stuff and put it together mm -hmm. kind of where we've been up to this point mm -hmm. also at some point um we were interviewed by D justin lum that's going to air and we'll share that with you as well yeah so we hey, some of it yeah we would imagine yeah we'll see hopefully we were um there were only five people here we were the first mm -hmm. there were no other media here besides uh justin and his cameraman and uh it was really a, it was a cool experience because yeah. he he helped make sure these kids got found and so it yep. was fun to get to meet him and talk to him yeah and uh we will be back with uh this and much more in recorded form as our you know lead up to the trial i guess yeah yeah so here. you guys know it we are the true crime squad thanks for watching take care Chief Shane Sherman with the Director of the Police Department. Directly to my right is uh, my Assistant Chief of Police, Gary Hagan. And then to his right is uh, Sheriff Lynn Humphreys of Fremont County. Today, uh, Officer Hagan will be giving the, the release. Thank you. I'd first like to thank everybody for coming out today. Um, thank you to everybody that's uh, been following this case from, from day one. Uh, this has been a very uh, trying thing for, for everybody involved. And we just want to uh, emphasize how thankful we are for everybody. Uh, again, my name is Assistant Chief uh, Gary Hagan. Spelling of my last name is Hagan, H-A-G-E-N. Uh, -E uh, wanted to give a, a brief uh, press release today about some uh, events that have occurred today uh, in regards to our missing children's case of uh, Tylee Ryan and uh, Josh Mubalo. Um, this morning we served a uh, director of police department in the Fremont County Sheriff's Office and the FBI served a search warrant in the uh, 200 block
we're not going to uh, answer any questions at this time uh, in regards to uh, any of the further the investigation uh, until we have more more details. But we we're wanting to get this out, let everybody know uh, before there's speculation or rumors that starts flying. So um, again, we're we're not going to take. Any questions at this time? Uh, we'll save that for a, a later press conference when we have more details. Um, but again, we just want to reemphasize how much uh, appreciation we have for you guys for coming out here and for covering this, and and for uh, the families and friends. And Can you just repeat what you said about human remains? The road noise completely blocked that back here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you just repeat what you said about human remains? The road noise totally blocked it. Um, so during the investigation, uh, the uh, investigators and detectives have recovered uh, what's believed to be human remains that are uh, not identified at this time. Uh, there, there is, I, I do want to add that uh, Chad Daybell, uh, who resides at that residence, has also been taken into custody uh, for questioning uh, in regards to that. And again, we'll get further uh, press release at a later time and take questions regarding Thank you. Or we have that. So. What we're looking at here is the memorial that was built over a couple of weeks after the children's bodies were found. This memorial was actually placed on the fence of the Daybell property. And it lasted for a while there, but it is no longer there. It's actually now across the street from the property because the family kept tearing this memorial down. As you can see, there's a picture of Tammy Daybell on it. There are all kinds of tributes to the children uh, as well as Tammy, so JJ and Tylee, and you can see it's quite long. It goes along down the fence line. This was a good example, really, of what the community was experiencing at the time that this happened, that they felt the need to just do something, anything, to try to help in this situation. And unfortunately, the Chad Daybell's family just kept taking things down and destroying things, and I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blame them for anything that they've done because I don't know what it would be like to have this happen in my own family, but it was unfortunate. It, it's been a good thing that the neighbors across the street have allowed for that now. So what we have coming up here, this is the original missing poster that went out for JJ and Tylee. There was originally a $20,000 reward for their safe return. Um, of course, that did not come to be. This is also their um, their uh, missing information that went out all over the place. This was, you know, back when everybody thought we were looking for kids, not bodies. These photos are from the memorial that was put up in the city of Rexburg. There was a candlelight vigil, I think maybe even more than one, that were done uh, for the kids. And these are photos of the children and, and other things for them. This is an aerial view of the property. You can see where the red barn is. Um, you can see here in this aerial view where the, where the uh, excavation is happening and where the bodies were located. So we just wanted to remind you, this is where we started with this case. This is where it began.
Thanks for listening.